Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for February 21st, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest, Air Force coach Frank Saratori. Behind the Mask's College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business, Verizon Wireless. 5G, built right. By Bell Ford. See our award-winning dealership at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix or go to bellford.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and watch the best in college hockey all season long. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com and gear up for the new season on ice or in line. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations, two in California. Your home for sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com and see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Step in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces, on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express. The East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And buy College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Welcome in hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us live on the Podbean app tonight. This is College Hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show, our Sunday night reaction show. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you this evening? Uh, I'm still freezing my tuchus off, and uh, um, I'm waiting for that to end. But uh, other than that, we're good. I mean, it's been a crazy weekend. Been a crazy weekend, <laughs> as it ever. Um, um, I, I, you know, it's normally not so crazy that you and I message each other a lot back and forth, but that didn't really happen too much this weekend. No, partially no, because, it did not. Uh, partially because I was spending yesterday uh, with my son uh, in Manhattan. Um, yeah, I, made, I saw the I pictures. Made, I saw the pictures. Made the most of that. Because there was no way I was going to make that trip to Manhattan without and <laughs> without taking advantage of it. It's something that my son wanted to do uh, for a gaming event, and we did it. Um, and I made the most of it. Um, and uh, I got to visit two of uh, New York City's most iconic, if not uh, in in one case, the iconic. Uh, restaurant, uh, and you know, on top of that, you know, my son enjoyed his day, and nice. so it was awesome. I mean, you know, okay, uh, so I, I got a question. I saw pictures that you put out on Twitter, um, right. 
And I got two things I got to ask. Charlie no in shorts, Charlie in shorts, Paul in right. not, and Paul right. wearing that nice CCM jacket. Wow, that crushed it. Well, Charlie you know, was hey. in shorts and you weren't. That's the first time uh, you've been outdone in shorts. Well, <laughs> let's 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 put it this way. Um, for various reasons, uh, my at, at at this moment in time, my iron levels are really, really low. Not that I want to get into my medical history, but um, um, and and I knew there had to be something because right. um, I'm usually right there with him. Right, <laughs> you know, um, my body does not absorb iron the way it used to. Uh, so every couple of years, I have to get uh, an infusion. Like I said, not to get too crazy into my medical history, but that's why. Otherwise, I would have been wearing okay. too. Okay, so, I, I knew uh, there had to be a reason. Because yeah, there's no clearly, clearly. Yeah, that that would not have been the case normally. But anyway, no, the jacket not. looked great on you. Charlie no, looked great. Glad he had a good time. Yeah, uh, that that's awesome. As I started the show off by saying, this is the reaction show, and man, oh man, we've got the head coach from the uh, Air Force Falcons joining us, Frank Saratori, here in about. Oh, 10 minutes or so. Yeah, but, it's perfect uh, timing, too, by the way. When we talk about reaction, okay, last week you and I had a little discussion about this ridiculousness of the pairwise, and uh, and I let my feelings be known. I think you did, too, but I, I was kind of a little bit more outspoken on it. Um, the number two team in the pairwise rankings goes to Air Force to play the number 51-ranked team, um, they lose two to one in overtime. I think the first game Friday night, and then they get shellacked five to one by Air Force. So, so here's here's my reaction to all this, Paul. First of all, Frank gets his 13 games that he was dying to get. That was his well, first that's, goal. Okay, that's, you know that's <laughs> you know we definitely I'm sure we, were gonna, we will get into that. Oh, we're gonna start that right off the get go. That's okay. what I figured. <laughs> Number two, he sweeps. The quote unquote number two team in the country, Canisius. Did I get that well, right? Canisius? We're going to get into that too because, um, <laughs> because I I, there's are. no question that I am going to ask him about. Uh, <laughs> uh, because, I mean, if you saw the blog post, which I wrote uh, before the end of the Colorado College Minnesota Duluth game on Thursday night, I talk about. Uh, the selection committee, and I talk about uh, how they decided they were going to make the decisions on how to decide who the 16 teams are. So we'll, we'll, we'll just leave it at that for now. And you, <laughs> as well as I, know how quiet the coach is. Right. He doesn't say a lot <laughs> on normal occasions. I'll, I'll, so we'll, I'll try, to, we'll, I'll, I'll we'll try to drag this out of him. <laughs> okay, so so that was my reaction on that side of it. The other reaction was, uh, the final reaction, I should say, is uh, Air Force is preparing for their next games, which will be the opening round of the Atlantic Hockey Tournament. We'll and what team, what team in Atlantic Hockey wants to play Frank Saratori and the Air Force Falcons right now? Because they usually I, don't. No, at, at no, but they definitely don't want to play them right now because um, they're, they're cranking it up. And would I be shocked at all if they, uh, if they win that tournament? Not at all. Not at all. So uh, it's, it's, <laughs> 
I know it's been a strange year, Paul. It's been a strange year. So I, you know what? I, anything can happen. By the way, I am not, and I repeat, and you can try to drag them out of me, but I am not making any predictions. <laughs> you knew I, I was going I, there, didn't you? I, I, I <laughs> normally don't do that without being basically bludgeoned into making them. I am definitely not making any picks and predictions uh, this year. Yeah, so anyway, so that's a reaction to Air Force. Uh, another reaction from Colorado is Colorado College went up and played my Bulldogs on Thursday and uh, got away with a win. You you were telling me all about that one. I wasn't able to watch it because I had other commitments that I had to watch, but um, uh <laughs> we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but then they go down to St. Cloud. They got to play a matinee, matinee game on Saturday against the, uh, the Huskies. Yeah, and, and the Huskies took a little advantage of that, I think. That's, uh, yeah, that's a tough That's a tough go, uh, especially with the travel in between. You know, this is not the NHL players. are not used to doing that. Um, well, it's not I don't think Mike Havilland. I don't think Mike Havilland will use it as an excuse, but. No. Now, he won't, but but like I said, it's not terribly far, but it, it's a change, right? You just played on the road. You got a big emotional win over the Bulldogs, and then you go to St. Cloud State, and you get them in an afternoon game, and your your body clock is all messed up because you're from the mountain time zone. You're in central time zone, and uh, it's it's afternoon now. Actually, it would be feeling like playing in the morning uh, there. So uh, I want to talk to Pat uh, Micheletti sometime about that and see what he saw from them, but Congratulations to Colorado College for getting that win in Duluth because uh, they needed it. You, you got about three minutes to tell us how that went. Well, it's, it was a crazy game. That game, uh, I mean, uh, Air Force was uh, Air Force. Colorado College was down, was, was getting dominated by Duluth in most of that game. Um, the first, second, and third star of that game was without a doubt Dominic Bassey. Uh, he made forty plus saves in that game. Um, but it, because, you know, when it's one, nothing, you're not out of the game. If you only have five shots and the other team has 35 shots, you're not out of the game. Um, we mean it when we say a goalie needs to steal you a game once in a while. And that is exactly what he did. Colorado college got a, uh, a goal early in the third period and tied the game and then got one with about a minute and a half to go in the game. I'm and I'm still trying to figure out how it went in, but, you know, um, it did. It was and, in the back of the net, right? <laughs> and that's all that matters, right? Um, and, and and you know, that was a Duluth team that actually had lost two games in a row going into that game, and you're looking at that, and they're just crushing it, and you're saying, well, okay. I mean, you know, Colorado College is not doing much offensively. Like I said, they're, they're, Minnesota Duluth outshot them like four to one. So, um, you know, you're sitting there and you're saying, man, Duluth is going to some at some point dam is going to break, but it never did. And Colorado <laughs> College tied the game late. I mean, early in the third period and, and got the game winner late. And it was um, just a crazy thing to see. Yeah, well, I'm glad I didn't see it because I wouldn't want to see my bulldogs go down that way. But okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so here's the story. Just like we did last uh, show, uh, we're going to take a uh, three minute uh, commercial break, and then we're going to hear a little music while I connect you and Frank and myself, and we will come back in about uh, four minutes 
with the head coach of the Air Force Falcons, Frank Saratori. Stay tuned, Excellent. everybody. And behind the mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment. And players are constantly having to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, that doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories that you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen faceoff. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, folks, give us a couple of minutes to make the connection with Coach Territory, and we will be right back. All right, hockey fans in the Southwest, we are back. This is uh, College Hockey Southwest Live, our reaction show. As I said to start the show, if you're talking reactions, this is the time you want to have a reaction show because the Air Force Falcons 
really gave us something to talk about. And we've got the head coach, Frank Saratori, on with us. So, Coach, uh, Scott and Paul with you. Thanks for joining us tonight. My pleasure, guys. All right, let's start right here, Frank. You told us about, oh, I don't know, three, four months ago, you said, first first things first, I need to get the 13 games played. Check box number one? Check it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you finally got to play a home series, Coach, and uh, and you do it against the quote-unquote uh, pairwise number two team in the country. Uh, you get a big win Friday night, a bigger win Saturday night, Tell us a little bit about those. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I think it's been the culmination of a lot of things. We, we had a lot of issues early. Some of them self-inflicted, some of them not. But, um, you know, we we lost uh, some players, and uh, we had to go young. Uh, we went young. Uh, my coaching staff and the, and the players have stuck with it. We went through a period where we, where we were 0-9-1. and and uh, like we kept talking about, you know, that we want to be the team at, at the playoff time that nobody wants to see. We want to be uh, playing our best hockey at the right time. And and uh, it, it probably seemed like a lot of white noise at the time. I mean, because we weren't winning games. Uh, uh, but we stuck with it. We stuck with it. Uh, our last road game, uh, we, we won at Bentley. And then we came back against Canisius, who was uh, battling for first place in our league. And we swept them at home. So now we, here we are, all of a sudden, on a three-game winning streak. Instead of looking at this old nine and one record, we're on a three-game winning streak going into the playoffs. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves, and I think we are that team. We have become that team, that 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 dangerous animal that, that nobody that nobody wants to see in the playoffs. But uh, it uh, it's it's been a tough goal. But give our players credit for sticking with it. Give uh, my coaching staff, Andy Berg and Joe Doyle. Uh, credit for the work that they've continued to do with the boys uh, to keep them on on task and keep them inspired and, and keep them working on, on getting better as a as a as a as a collective group. Um, to be honest with you, it's been it's really been fun for me to, to just just to watch the, the evolution because. Uh, but again, like right now, we're in a you know we're in a pretty good spot. A few weeks back, uh, not so much so. Uh, Coach, let, let's talk a little bit before we get to this weekend. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that Bentley game. You guys were down three to one, and you could have pulled it. Was there something that happened on the bench, or something that was said um, that that sparked the team, or was it just that you guys got two goals in about two minutes, and and then won the game in overtime? Was it just something where somebody said enough is enough, let's go, guys? Well, I, I'd like to say there was some kind of magical moment, but there wasn't. I mean, it's just a matter of just sticking with it and, and staying positive and working together and, and you know, uh, you know, waiting for a bounce, waiting for something to go your way. And, uh, again, like, like we, it's been a tough year for us in a lot of ways, but this group has been resilient and they just stuck with it. And, you know, like we've talked a lot about forward thinking, you know, let's, you know, we got to be forward thinking because, uh, Hey, if you look in the rearview mirror, there hasn't been a lot of pretty scenery along the along the route, you know. And so we got to keep looking forward, looking forward, forward thinking. It's not about where we've been; it's about where we're going. And and finally, you know, some things fell into place. Uh, we tied that game 
Uh, we went into overtime. Willie Ryan uh, found a way to score the goal in the overtime to get us our first win. And then, uh, and then we, you know, then we come home. And, and like, it, the other thing this is so weird. Generally, like, like I think I have a really good coaching staff, and generally, the, the teams, our team at the end of the season, is a culmination of all the things that they've experienced through the course of the year, and and that that's what it's like. But here, it's been so tough this year because you'll play a couple of games and you'll make some strides in certain areas. Then you'll shut down for two weeks. And then, you you know, you're right. back. And, and, like, instead of having momentum from the success that you had earlier, you know, that, that success is is a, is a distant memory and you're back to kind of square one trying to figure out where you're at. And uh, we're going to have a little bit of that right now. Uh, we, we've won these two games against Canisius. But the final weekend of the season, we don't have any games to play next week. And then we're going to go into a one-game playoff. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, we're going to have to figure out a formula here to prepare our team and as best we can for that one game. You know, there, there, we obviously this week we won't have a lot of momentum. But, but we just kind of went through a run with it. From the, since the Bentley series, we didn't play until now with Canisius. It was two and a half weeks. And, uh, you know... We're going to replicate what we did because obviously uh, whatever we did worked pretty good this weekend. Hey, part of they like, don't kick yourself. Part of our success this weekend was the fact we got to play at home. Right. We had played. Huh? We had played uh, eleven games prior to this, and uh, we were one nine and one. Uh, but we had played. We had played nine games on the road and only two right. at home. And uh, you know, playing at seven thousand feet at the Air Force Academy. You know, there's a little bit of an advantage to that. And don't kid yourself. If uh, if we would have been able to get uh, those games at home that we lost, uh, our record would be, I think, considerably different right now. Well, I, I think the fact, and I, I think you'll agree with me, having a two-week break here off of a three-game winning streak is definitely a lot better than, than not having the three-game winning streak because it's probably got some extra pep. Uh, and your players stepped uh, oh, going into this no tournament. No doubt, and and, and 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 mentally, like our guys, and like they've been good, and they've been believing, they've been drinking the Kool Aid all year long. But I mean, if they were drinking the Kool Aid, they were continuing. They were such a good group to continue drinking our Kool Aid when we were oh nine and one. Uh, they're guzzling the Kool Aid right now when we're three and zero. Don't get yourself. Yeah. Well, and and I want to talk a little bit about. The, the Friday game, because there was a play that happened in that game that I want to make sure that uh, people don't overlook, and it can get lost really quickly uh, in the fact that you guys scored the goal and won the game. Uh, your defenseman, your captain, Jake Levin, made a heck of a play at the blue line to keep that puck in the zone uh, leading to that eventual game winner. And if you're not really paying attention, uh, I, I think that's something that people would miss. Can you talk about his play on that? Well, and it was a play where, like, it, you don't want people to play recklessly, it's, it's, it, it, even in overtime. But there was a chance with the move he made that, that he could have turned that puck over. But he protected it. He spun. He kept it onside. And then, like you said, everybody remembers the play goes down to the goal line, and Jake follows the puck down. Willie tries to feather a pass. And uh, some, you know what? And when you're winning games, winning series, just winning big, winning big games, 
you have to be good. You do. Bottom line, you have to be good. But also sometimes you got to be a little lucky. And, yeah. Um, and uh, Willie, Willie uh, uh, threw that puck trying to find Jake and it hit the defender in front of that went and and went in and that's how we won the game. But but uh, but you're right. The play started with with Jake holding in that at that puck at the uh, at the offensive blue line. And I think if you look back and you watch any any games uh, where any big games, uh, I don't care what sport it's in, uh, there's there are uh, there are there are there is something that you can go back to, uh, like uh, they call it in Canada the TSN turning point. You know what's the TSN turning point? Okay, the end result was Willie tries to funnel a puck, it hits their defenseman, goes in. But what led to that opportunity? And and it was uh, Jake Levin's play at the blue line. Yeah, and, and it's a play, especially in overtime, three on three is even more risky because now you're talking a breakaway, a clean breakaway against your goal. <laughs> Absolutely. But like Bob Dylan once said, when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose. Did you get that one, Paul? That's a Northern Minnesota reference right there. So Frank, tell us about Saturday night because uh, that was uh, that that was domination. You guys uh, played really well and and carried over all the momentum from that overtime win. Uh, what was so special about Saturday night, or did you feel that coming into that game? Well, the crazy thing, guys, is you know Canis just kept coming in here at seven and two, and uh, and they had a four or five game winning streak coming in. And I mean, they came like they they're coming in confident, and they should be. They're a good team. They're well coached, but I think that I really think that they were they were uh, they were sharks that were smelling blood in the water when they came in here, and I don't think they realized what what they were coming into. And uh, uh, and uh, like we have a proud group. And again, my coaching staff has done a wonderful job. The seniors in this group have done a wonderful job, and um, I don't think they they quite realized you no. Know, like you know, when you look at our record, I mean, like we're one nine and one. Yeah, we had a couple stinkers in there, but for the most part, we had been in every game, and and we we lost a lot of players uh, before the season uh, due to some self inflicted wounds and other things. And we had to start. We had to go young, and, uh, and, and and you know, you can buy everything at Walmart except experience. And, and uh, <laughs> like we needed to go through this season, we needed to give. A bunch of young guys, uh, they had to earn their whiskers a little bit. And uh, like I said, I knew coming out, you know, at that Bentley game, we just progressed, we gotten better and better. And I just go like, geez, if we could just get home and, and play somebody at home at 7,000 feet. And I think Canisius came in, you know, and they, they were confident. I, if I was them, I'd think of, I'd be thinking, we're, we're going in there, we're going to take six points. And, and uh, these guys are we're going to go take six points from a cripple. And, and, but that's not the way it was. And uh, they came in and generally in, in, in a, in hockey, you know, generally, uh, you know, when the puck drops, somebody's pitching and somebody's catching. And for the most part, I would say over the six periods on the weekend, 
you know, 80% of it, of, of the time, uh, uh, the Falcons uh, were catching and, and the Griffins were catching. It was our weekend. Uh, we got the momentum. We got on top of them. Uh, we got the foot on their throat, and, 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 and we didn't take it off. And good for our guys. Like, I, I we needed for that to happen. And, and uh, don't kid yourself, Canisius is going to be better for this. Uh, when they, uh, you know, them going into the playoffs right now, I think, you know, they're, they're not going to take anything for granted. And, and uh, they're going to be a, a better club because of what transpired this weekend as well. Okay, so let me ask you this, Coach, because – the beauty of this season, if you if you can find any in it, is the fact that there is a conference tournament for you guys. Uh, Paul and I were talking uh, last week about uh, ASU, for example, and, and of course LIU, but ASU really uh, is up against it because they've got no shot at a conference tournament and they played a tough schedule against the Big Ten. But uh, how nice is it to look back? I know you're you're looking forward now, but to look back and go like, hey, at least we got a tournament to still give us a shot to get to that NCAA tournament. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we have that avenue and that type of thing. And, and, and to be honest with you, like, it's been a tough goal. And, uh, but, you know, you know, this last weekend at home on senior weekend and all the seniors contributed to the wins over the weekend and, and, uh, you know, all the adversity and all the, uh, you know, all the heartbreak, all the things that we had to deal with, it made every minute of it worthwhile. The journey can be difficult sometimes, but if you stick with it, you know, you know, you know, people don't remember. You're not going to remember the struggles early. They're going to remember what happens at the end. And, uh, and right now, like I said, uh, we're at the end. We're on a three-game winning streak. We're going into the playoffs. Hey, we're going to be as hot as any team in the league going into the conference tournament. And uh, it's a matter of just convincing our guys, why not us? Why not us? You know? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Why not? It, I mean, it's it's clearly a situation where, you know, you know the cliche, Coach, one game at a time, the whole routine. Um, but, you know, as we saw the other night, uh, I don't know if you saw them, uh, Scott's uh, Bulldogs up there in Duluth outshot Colorado College about 50 to 12, and Duluth did not win the game. So... It's it, it, and in a single game, as you know, anything can seriously happen, and it only takes one hot streak, right? I, I couldn't be happier at the first rounds of one game shot. We're going to be playing on the road, and um, you know, to be honest with you, eventually we're going to have to win. In the, if we get through that, that first game, we're going to have to win a best of three series. But for our young team to have to maybe go three games to win a first round. And then have to go in and win a, a quarterfinal round in the best in a best of three, you know, uh, that's not as good a formula. The formula right now, uh, the league decided to have a one game playoff, and and for me, uh, I could I couldn't be happier. I mean, uh, you know, we're going in, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a one and done scenario, and uh, uh, we'll go in. The puck drops. We'll take our swings. Uh, the biggest thing right now to, for us is is just trying to maintain our edge. Uh, we're not playing next weekend, so we got two weeks that we got to try to you know do whatever we can in practice to to to, to maintain our edge. We're going to go in with some confidence, but when we get into that one game playoff against whoever it is, it's going to be on the road. 
the, that that first five minutes, that, that first ten minutes, are going to be huge. Uh, you you know, in, in hockey, you know what? You're not going to win a lot of games in the first period, but you can lose a lot of them. And um, oh, sure. you know, yeah. And for us, you know, the the formula is going to be to be you know just to stay in that game, stay in that game, let that game get into a little bit of a a rhythm. And uh, the closer we get uh, to the end of the game. Hey, the pressure early is going to be on us. But if we're in that game and we keep it close, uh, the longer it's going to go, we get into that third period, we're playing against an opponent that's playing at home, you know, a little bit of panic is going to start to set in. And uh, so for us, the, the, the beginning, the, the first five minutes, ten minutes, that first period it is going to be huge for the Falcons. Coach, I was going to ask you uh, the, the the scenario for the NCAA tournament or the the format for how they're going to try to select teams is is different this year. I joke with Paul. <laughs> Listen, oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. I joke with Paul that if they were going to go into a smoke filled room, I suggested maybe a uh, a ice house up on Lake of the Woods or something. Uh, to get this done, but he had nothing to do with that. But <laughs> when we start talking, when we start talking using the pairwise uh, this season, uh, like any, and then a committee of people, um, your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know how you can use the pairwise because <laughs> That's there, there hasn't been a, there, there just hasn't been enough cross pollination between leagues. Uh, so uh, to me, the you can you know, hey, it's an NCHC hasn't played any um, non conference games. The Big Ten has played no non-conference games. Hockey East has played no non-conference games. Like, how can you use the pairwise? To me, you're you're going to have your, your your AQs, your conference championships, your conf- your conference champions, and then after that, like it is, it's going to be a little hairy. It's going to be a little dicey because uh, it, it is going to be for the first time uh, in in this century. Uh, there's it, it's going to be some teams are going to be picked subjectively and. And, uh, you know, how is that going to be done? How is that going to come up? You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I have a sneaky feeling that it's going to, it's going to greatly, um, uh, favor the, the power conferences and, uh, you know, and, and, and it's going to be what it's going to be. But, uh, obviously when you're coming from Atlantic hockey, like we've got our top team right now is AIC. They're a very, very, very good team. I'm very confident. Hey, the last, by the time they won the tournament, they knocked off St. Cloud State, uh, the number one team. The year before, we knocked off St. Cloud State, the, the number one team. So they're going to look at, at history, and I think it's going to favor the established conferences. But I want to tell you one thing over this call. You know, don't overlook Atlantic hockey. In the last five NCAA tournaments, in the last five, you know, do you know how many times Atlantic hockey has won their first round game in the last five? NCAA tournaments? I think it's four times, isn't it? Four times. Bingo. <laughs> Whoever said that. That was Paul. Get a little star and stick it on your forehead. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, we have, hey, we've knocked off a number one seed in four of the last five years. So whoever uh, uh, wins our conference and goes on, you better watch out. Well, what happens if AIC happens to get knocked off in a one game playoff. Do they not get in because they're not we're not from a they're not from a so and so uh so called power conference? And uh, that's the thing that worries uh the, you know the schools from the uh Atlantic hockey, from the WCHA, from the ECAC, 
you know, are, are we going to get, uh, are we going to get respected uh, when, in, by that committee who subjectively fills in the field after the, after the six, eight Qs? Well, coach, uh, how many phone calls do you think Eric Soderstrom has gotten already? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I don't know. And, and I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not really involved. I, 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 I don't, I don't, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know, but I'll guarantee you there's going to be, it's going to, there's going to be some controversy. And, <laughs> and, and, uh, and I think there'll even be controversy amongst the teams that are in the power conferences. Because, because some of them are going to get left off. It's only 16 teams. Right. And, and, and there's going to be a lot of, a lot of teams in contention. Uh, well, hey, there's not, there's not going to be a lot of difference in the standings between the big 10 teams that make the tournament, the big 10 teams that don't, there's not going to be a lot of difference between the NCHC teams that make it and that don't. And then what happens if a team like AIC, who's clearly the best uh, team in Atlantic hockey happens to get knocked off. What about, you know, Mankato probably will be in, you know, they, they probably will be ranked high enough to get in Minnesota state. But what if they weren't? And, and, and what if, you know, what if, what if Lake Superior State beats them in a one-game deal? Do they not get in? Uh, it, no, it's a, uh, it, it's going to be interesting. You'll see the same things. Uh, it, you know, like I said, there's going to be some controversy with the power schools. There's going to be some controversy with the non-power schools if the right, if the right, if the right teams don't happen to win the conference tournament. Well, I, I mean, we were talking about it last week, and 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 just for the sake of the argument. Uh, assume that the chalk holds. I mean, uh, are there many teams in the country though right now hot, hotter than Army? You know, great point. I mean, Brian Riley has got his teams humming, and um, and and they, you know, they're in that same division with with AIC. Right. And and don't kid yourself. That's a great analogy. Like in a one game shot. Uh, hey, first of all, anybody can beat anybody in a one-game side. Right. You just went Duluth and CC with the side differential. Who's that, to say that that can't happen in a playoff game? Of course, sure. it can happen in a playoff game. And and what happens? You know, let's say Army does uh, play AIC in the conference championship game, and Army very well could win that game. Uh, you know, is AIC done? Are they out? You know, hey, what happens? What would happen if AIC got COVID and couldn't participate in the in the Atlantic playoff, but they were oh, healthy yeah, well. for the NCAA tournament? There, there are just so many unforeseen uh, circumstances that that could, that could occur. Well, I, I mean, and, and and I get that because right now you could make the argument that uh, a, a league like the ECAC, which normally gets three and sometimes four teams in the tournament could legitimately only have one team in this year. And, you know, that would leave two or three spots that normally are not open, open. And, and, and I see spots like that are the ones that people are going to try and cannibalize on. Absolutely. And I mean, like, Hey, Harvard's not available this year. Cornell is not available this year. All the Ivies, there's six teams right now. RPI union, no, hundred percent. No, it's it's a different year. It's a strange year. And honestly, you know, I'm not involved in the inner workings of it. But I I am very interested in. Uh, I'm very curious and uh, uh, intrigued and interested in, to see you know where the chips fall, where the chips eventually fall. 
any chance maybe somebody could sneak a tape recorder into these <laughs> meetings and 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 and, 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 and sneak out some recordings afterwards or uh to be honest with you, I I don't even know who's gonna be in there. I'm sure it's gonna be the NCAA it's the tournament committee, obviously. They're gonna be in there and uh and uh and you know, who are the power brokers in that room? Uh who are the ones that are gonna be able to give the most convincing argument? I was on that committee for six years, and to be honest with you. There wasn't a lot of decisions to be made. The computer made the decisions. You know, right. we, we basically set up the brackets on who was playing at what site, but the computer made the choices. Right. Okay. Just, like you said, without the computer, quote unquote, this year, said I, I just was hoping maybe we could we could sneak out some of the conversation <laughs> and, and 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 hear some of it because well you know it's about our entertainment and uh, <laughs> you know and. Uh, a little controversy never hurt anybody, right? Well, I just hope that it does come out. I mean, because you do want some some justification. You do want some rationale. We all do. And I, I do. I think it's going to be one of it. I think it's good. Really, if they're not doing it, they haven't done their duty because not only do they have to pick the teams, but I think they there has to be some justification and rationale, and they better come public with some of that. Okay, Coach, I'm going to let you go on on two final uh, notes here. Uh, The first one is from a coach's perspective, and and you guys have seen pretty much everything that could be seen in the COVID world, but uh, give me your opinion, number one, on the health of college hockey, because there was a lot of talk at the beginning of the season that it was going to hurt college hockey pretty bad, this COVID stuff, and I just haven't seen that. Uh, I want to get it from your perspective. And then secondly, tell us about your team. Has, Has everybody on your team either had it or uh, you feel pretty comfortable that you're in good shape right now heading into the tournament? Okay, you might have to ask me the second question because I might forget it after answering that. But, uh, that the health of college hockey, college hockey couldn't be healthier. Um, college hockey is right now. They are, we are the number one provider. We are the number one uh, farm system uh, for the NHL right now. I really believe that. Uh, you know, one of the indicators to me it, that hit me square between the eyes when I was watching a World Junior tournament in Canada. You know, obviously Major Junior Canada is, is is a power broker. It's huge up there north of the border. And uh, this year's World Junior team, Canada had four or five players on their team that were college players. And and in the past, I don't want to say they've been reluctant, but they've had a, a plethora of. of of talent available that they felt the major junior uh, that they could put forward on the national junior team for the world junior championships and, uh, and, 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 and not compromise anything in their attempts to win it. Well, this year they've got, they had, they've got more college players on their world junior team than, than I think they've, than I know of, that I can ever remember that they've had. And for Canada to say, we're, we're you know, like, like they know the Americans are tough. They know the teams from Scandinavia, Swedes, the Finns, they, they, they know they're tough. They know the Russians are tough. They know that, you know, either the Czechs or the, somebody, there's going to be another team in the field that's going to be strong. But for them to take college players, you know, in, in some ways is, is admitting that, 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 the, that the college system is, you know, is legit. And, um, and to me, that it was a great indicator to me saying, you know, college hockey hasn't, you know, we're not just standing back. We're continue to move forward. Look at the number of high-end Canadians playing college hockey, and then you also look at, at 
how many how many uh, uh, college players were on uh, the European teams, and and how many Europeans are playing college hockey right now? No, college hockey uh, is as healthy as it's ever been. To be honest with you, there's more qualified players than there is lockers available. We've only got 58 to 60 teams. We've lost a couple. We Anchorage, we just lost. Who knows what's going to happen with some of these other teams that uh, are, are, are going independent. I'm confident that Arizona State will find their way simply because they're Arizona State. They're, they're a Power 5 school. Um, but, uh, uh, no, uh, college hockey is healthy. Uh, to be honest with you, I think we could – we could add another ten or fifteen teams and 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 not water it down in, in, in the least. Not water it down in the least. Um, no, and that's been the case for about five years now. That the, the talk has been that there's just not enough places for these guys to play. Oh, I'm watching right now. And here's another thing, boys. Um, the NCAA has given all the all the athletes that are presently matriculating. They've given them another year of eligibility. Oh, yeah. So, okay, now now they can they, you can carry scholarships over, but not every school is funding those scholarships. So, if you want to keep your seniors, if you're at if you're at whatever state, and 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 you want to keep four seniors, where are you getting that money that you weren't counting on for those four seniors because they were going to be graduating? You were going to be giving those to incoming freshmen coming in. If, if, what are if you want to keep those four seniors, where are you getting that money from? You're either getting it, taking it from players at the bottom of your roster, or you're taking it from the kids that are that are that are supposedly coming in. Hopefully, you've got a few that can still go back to, to junior hockey. But if they're twenty year olds, that that's that's not the case. So you know, right right now, there's it, it's interesting. You want to talk about supply and demand. There is way more supply than demand because right now a lot of schools are more concerned with uh, how they're gonna, how they can keep the keep their present seniors, the ones that they want to keep, and bring in their blue chip freshmen. And then what do they do with the rest of them? Well, the rest of those kids either get deferred back to juniors or they get decommitted and go back in the pool. The NCAA, with all these student athlete friendly rules, you know, yeah, this helps the, the seniors to get another year. It helps them. And the blue chippers, the top end uh, incoming recruits, those guys are always going to survive. But what about what about players at the bottom of the roster that maybe lose their locker because they need that the, the schools need to use that money to retain seniors? What about the kids that are 20 years old and don't have junior eligibility left that the schools to say, hey, I'm sorry, that money we had, it's now gone. We got to give it to Jimmy, Joey, and Johnny who are who are our seniors that have another year. We owe it to them. And um, so right now, the supply far outseeds the demand. It would be a good time to be starting a, a, a up and coming program like LIU is doing and, and St. Thomas is doing. It would be a it would be it's a it would be a great time to be doing that. Okay, so let me give you let me, I got I I got to give him part two of it now because I was asking you, Coach. Uh, part two of my question was, how is your health, and have you had enough guys go through it now, so you've got immunity within the team, or how do you look coming in health wise? We uh, we did it right, boys, and it wasn't by design. I'd like to say it was my genius. <laughs> I'd like to say uh, it was not my genius. Uh, we got COVID, and for as a group, I never got it. I was one of the few. But we got smoked with it all at once. 
and I the analogy I can give you is when like when I was a kid, Scott, when you were a kid, and uh, uh, one of the kids on the block or one of the kids in the neighborhood got chicken pox. Yes, all, sir. All, all the moms had a chicken pox party. And, yes, uh, sir. And and everybody got it. Everybody went through it, and then it was over. It was in the rearview mirror, and um, that's kind of what happened with us, uh, with our coaches and staff. We had 22 players get smoked all at once, and it put us out for for three weeks. But right now, we've got so many players in that 90 day window right now uh, where the antibodies are, where you don't have to test, and your antibodies are strong and all that type of thing. Like we don't like like COVID can't shut our team down, and uh, there's a lot of teams that can't say that right now. Uh, we, I think we have four players, maybe five. That still that haven't added that are still vulnerable. But even if we lost those four or five, we we would have enough to be able to compete. We'd have enough to play. We would not have to forfeit. But not everybody is in the same boat that we are. Like I said, uh, I wish it was. Uh, I wish I could say that uh, that that it was by design, uh, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was just dumb luck. And right now, uh, we're playing our best hockey. Uh, COVID can't uh, sh- can't end our season, and. Uh, you know, we're forward thinking as we've been all year. We're looking forward uh, to the playoffs. We're feeling good about ourselves. We're on a three-game winning streak that we want to make into a four-game winning streak. Fantastic stuff, Frank. I uh, appreciate your time as always. Congratulations again on another uh, great weekend because uh, as I take it full circle back to where we started this thing is nobody wants to play the Air Force Falcons now. 100% for sure of that. So uh, best of luck to you. I'm going to be passing through your state in two weeks and, again, in about three weeks. So who knows? You might see me at your doorstep. Give me a call. <laughs> love to see you. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Absolutely. That is uh, the head coach from the Air Force Falcons joining us, Frank Saratori. Uh, always great insight and great information. Uh We are going to take another quick break, and then Paul and I will be back to dissect what we just talked about and wrap up another edition of uh, College Hockey Southwest Live. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from your sports gear and and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails. Whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Award-winning taste since 2011. 
All right, we are back, college hockey fans in the Southwest. Uh, hold on a minute here. We have technical difficulties going on as I really? try to uh, make my way back to the show. Scott Strandy yeah. with you, live from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on New York. You just all you know my scoop. We have a guest on. I always want to get your feedback, so uh, give us a little uh, recap of what you heard from uh, Coach Frank Serratore. Well, I want to thank him very much for dating us and uh, showing our ages as he mentions <laughs> chicken pox parties. Yeah, and by the way, they were probably held at the Micheletti household. Well, listen, I don't know. I mean, you, you would know that better than I would. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you have to be of, of a certain age to uh, have even gone through that. Um, and, uh, and, and, uh, I am, uh, and the coach obviously was too. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, um, listen, the coach is great. Well, I am, I am quite a bit younger than both of you guys. So yeah, well, so, chicken pox, I, I don't even know what those are really, but yeah, okay. I know, um, <laughs> you know, this is the coach is great. You just turn the key and let him go when he goes. And, um, listen, There's no topic that he doesn't have an opinion on or that, and, he's, and listen, or that he's afraid to give out. No, and how great, listen, how much, and this is not just coach territory. This is any, it's, it's a heck of a lot easier to talk to him after a three game winning streak than it is. Uh, yes. <laughs> a three game losing streak. That yeah. is for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and the way they won some of those games, like I said, I just, you know, you watch the games and 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 sometimes you're able to pick out that moment like I was, and sometimes you're not. Um, but because it was three on three, uh, and it was overtime, that danger and the craziness of the three on three uh, makes just about everything stand out as a potential play to to to. to to, to win the game. And this was just one of the better ones because uh, J Jake Levin was, he was kind of off balance when he made the play. So, um, you know, great job by him keeping it in. And it was, a, it was a natural uh, starting up point for the conversation too. So that helps. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So uh, let's bring everybody up to speed as to what's happening this week. Knock on wood, green fingers crossed, all that good stuff, lucky rabbit's foot, whatever it might we're, be. We're um, going to get up tomorrow, check the schedule, <laughs> see if there are any games. Well, well, and right, if there are, if they're going to be played. <laughs> right now there's a calendar out, and it says that Arizona State is going to be traveling to play Michigan, uh, a series that Arizona State badly needs to win and really wants to prove some redemption, I think. Uh, against Michigan. So that's coming up on Thursday and I believe uh, Friday. Um, when I look at the schedule, if it's correct, it's 10 o'clock starts out here. Or, is that right? 10 o'clock here? No. 10 o'clock there. I, I I'm seeing I 10 p.m. somewhere and, and I, I, I'm, I, I I'm freaking out. Because either way, because that's, yeah, either way, I'm freaking out. So I, yeah, I, I'm not even going to go down there. can't be. But, um, but it is Arizona State typo somewhere, I'm sure. at Michigan. Okay. Uh, and then uh, a huge, huge game uh, coming up, games coming up in the NCHC for Denver and Colorado College. And 
you, you know me. This pairwise thing is driving me nuts. I know it's just numbers. It still drives me nuts. But uh, number 29, uh, Arizona State, against number 20, Michigan. Um, number 27, Denver, against number 40, Colorado College. Uh, I'm, I'm baffled. I'm just baffled. Anyway, okay, well, take, I, the, I, take well, the little numbers that, away. Take the numbers yeah, take away. I don't want to see the numbers. Uh, it's the Gold Pan Series revisited. There's four games left. Right. Uh, two at Colorado College. Two and honestly, Denver. Denver needs to win. Pro- uh, uh, I mean, for, for, for Denver's situation, if they want to make a legitimate argument for an at-large bid, they're going to have to probably sweep that series. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're going to have to hold their fingers crossed that, that somebody is uh, is looking down on them because they need Ws. Uh, and we're going to have Coach Carl on here soon. And uh, we'll find out exactly where he stands on that. But um, – so, so a big series for for them, and then they'll play that second uh, game of the series. I believe is is going to be Saturday night, the twenty seventh, Colorado College at Denver, and then uh, the next week. Uh, I'm hoping to be at one of those games if they'll let me in uh, when well, they play. If they're smart; they wouldn't. But you know what the hell do I know? Uh, Thursday, Thursday, March fourth, Colorado College at Denver. I hope to be at Magnus that night and uh, give you guys a full. A recap of what happens that will be the second to the last game for the gold pan so um lots of stuff coming up yet in the next couple of weeks you heard coach territory say from air force's role is um yeah they won three in a row but now they got another two weeks <laughs> well listen it's a lot easier to oh, keep of course it focused is. on a three-game winning streak so yeah and the other thing that that he brought out that you so uh so nicely a reference for us was the uh the COVID parties, at least his guys now have uh, had fallen under that 90-day window where they've had it and they don't need to test again. Uh, man, that, that's got to be a blessing for a coach in this in this season. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, he doesn't have to worry about having enough players to play. I mean, what, what, what more can you ask for than that? Yeah, that is exactly it. So so that's kind of the Southwest in a nutshell as far as what's going on for uh, – for the upcoming week and actually two weeks, um, we will be headed, or at least I will be headed, hopefully, to Grand Forks, North Dakota and take in the NCHC tournament. We'll have uh, what we're calling NCHC week, which will fall on Sunday. There will be no games, so we'll hopefully have a great guest on Sunday night from Grand Forks. No and games? Then, uh, what the hell? Um, no, what the hell is that? <laughs> no college games on that day. What? It's tournament time. Well, maybe there will be tournament games. Uh, I didn't think about that. Um, so anyway, at the NCHC Frozen Faceoff, they will play uh, quarterfinal matchups, two games on Friday, two on Saturday. They take Saturday or Sunday off. They'll play the semis on Monday, and they'll play the championship game on Tuesday, the 16th of March. Uh, looking forward to uh, to getting a good look at that. As they're going to play that game where, Paul? Uh, Ralph Engelstead Arena. Oh, at the Ralph. Okay, good. They're playing no, at the Ralph. I said Ralph Engelstead <laughs> Arena. <laughs> anyway, let me get Cole Gutman on and back me up or something. Let's go. Well, no, I don't. You, you, whatever you want. You got people that still say the score is zero when it's nothing. So we, we, we're we, going to we have that go. out. We're going to oh, have that out with Alex Heiner next Sunday. Oh, we're find out. you better prepare. You better tell him to get ready because oh, I've already question, warned him. I've the question is him. coming. 
Yeah, I've already warned him. <laughs> uh, and you warn him about the minus 20 thing, too. Yeah, and the axe throwing and the fish well, out. Yeah, see, I don't care. Like I said, I wrong. just find the axe throwing thing <laughs> weird as a sport. Okay? Uh, yeah. I don't find – I mean, axe throwing? I mean, oh, okay, I just never looked at it as a sport. I looked at it as, as self-preservation, but okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I would be remiss. I know it's college hockey we talk about here, but I'd be remiss to talk about the uh, wonderful weekend of NHL hockey uh, at uh, South Lake Tahoe, uh, State Line, Nevada. Man, oh, man. What a that was beautiful great last night. Uh, what a beautiful scene. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't plan on starting that like they did tonight's game. Uh, they should have done that Saturday as well because it was. Well, you know I, why. TV. Yeah, I know. TV. Yeah, right come right. on. They wanted that, but we all knew that was going to happen if the sun came no, out. We didn't. Yeah, some, well, no, somebody didn't know because everybody knew if the sun came out, it was going to be a problem. Listen, they I've never been hoping. to Lake Tahoe, so it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know, but um, yeah, well, that's exactly why if you were going to try to play an outdoor game in Arizona, you couldn't start it in uh, the coldest month of the year. You couldn't still couldn't start it till seven or eight o'clock at night. You'd well, have to but, make sure the sun was way down because that's what caused the problem. Uh, in the Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche game. Now stop. Listen, they played one of these things in 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 July or August or something years ago and, and got away with it in Vegas. No, they didn't. They didn't get away with it. Ask Wayne Gretzky about that one. Well, I'd say the worst they, they got ever. the game in, right? Uh, yeah, but it was the worst ever. The NHLPA right now would not allow that. But well, yeah, yeah you can, but you can play at Sun Devil Stadium and start the game at seven or eight o'clock at night. Listen, we can call it Pac-12 after dark, like they do with every listen, football game. Could you at nine p.m.? Listen, just. <laughs> Turn the ice around. Put it in a different direction. <laughs> yeah. So the sun's not in anybody's eyes. Uh, it's not the sun in the eyes. It's the sun on the ice surface. That's the problem. Well, listen, we had this discussion anyway. last night. Yeah. Uh, it Considering that they had, you know, people will sit there and, 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 and talk. But remember, that that was a new thing last night. Yeah. That, that you're talking about where they had to come in once again from scratch with no infrastructure. Yeah. available to them to build the rink like they do in the stadiums. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm that's why I'm giving a big kudos to the NHL for pulling it off because man oh man, what a setting, what a beautiful place. I mean, they got lucky that they didn't get dumped on in 24 inches of snow, which could have happened at South Lake Tahoe at any drop of the hat. Um so they were lucky on that. You say so. Oh yeah, right off the water. <sighs> yeah, it's like lake effect snow okay, in what Michigan. Do I know? Yeah, I don't anyway. know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't want so, to know anything about those either. Yeah, well, you don't want to know anything about those. <laughs> All I can tell you is, Paul, I took one trip uh, as my uh, time with the uh, University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. It was to Michigan Tech in Houghton, Michigan, uh-huh. and, we, and we landed in the wintertime, and I swear to God, the snowbanks were so high on the side of the runway, you couldn't see out uh, when you landed. You had to go uh, go down the runway before you could see anything besides snow. Oh uh, yeah, it was miserable. Okay. Oh, listen, uh, I don't listen. I, 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 I you gotta listen. I just remember, <laughs> uh, my friend Phil played at Northern Michigan. Yeah. And I so I don't. Uh, I, I. He'll say the same I thing because he went to Houghton plenty of times. <laughs> oh God! Oh my Lord! I, oh uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's a mess. So on that note, it's going to be approaching eighty this week here in the desert. And uh, air conditioners are going to be cranked up. I'm going to be stopping over my friends at uh, 
behind the mask and see if they got some short sleeve stuff. Maybe some shorts that we can get into because it's getting kind of warm here. <laughs> That's what you call radio silence, folks, from Long Island, um, New York. No, I wasn't speechless. <laughs> I just cut off my mic. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> radio silence. Well, All right, well, my friend. Whatever. I just didn't, <laughs> otherwise, you have to put a big giant E after what I, <laughs> uh, next to the title of the podcast after what I said with the mic cut off. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. You get to uh, get the final word in, or else just go ahead and jump into your uh, your your rap. Yeah, I think we're going to do the read because if I start talking about what was just talked about, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a problem. College okay, for, Hockey for, Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask on the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network has been brought to you by Bell Ford, presenting partner of the Sunday special. Visit bellford.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. 100% blue agave is used to make our unique tastes. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, ice, in line, in net, up the ice, whatever your hockey needs are, see our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one nearest you. By Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, it's all about the butt. By the NCHC, subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the Conference of College Hockey Champions. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers, 12 Valley locations, too, in California. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casino. Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game. The place to be, to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask. And all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at iTunes, the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as usual, my friend. Um, I will throw it out there still, folks. There is still plenty of time for you to hop on the bandwagon, and it will be a podcast uh, roadshow coming up over the next three months because, uh, let's see, we're going to be in Vegas. We're going to be in Denver. We're going to be in Grand Forks. We're going to be back to Denver. We're going to be back to Vegas. We're going to go to St. Louis. Uh, we'll hopefully get to Pittsburgh, come back from Pittsburgh. We're going to go and wrap it all up with the IIHF under-18 championships in Plano slash Frisco, Texas, at the end of April and into May. So uh, if you want to get on board, get your business out there, uh, easy. Just direct message me anywhere. Send me an email, uh, ithswsales at gmail.com, and we will get you set to join us for the road shows. All right, our thanks to the head coach from the uh, Air Force Falcons, Frank Serratori, for joining us and bringing us the great insight as always. Frank, I will see you soon, 
hopefully uh, in the beautiful Air Force Academy. And uh, Paul, thanks for bringing it as always. I will talk to you Tuesday night as we uh, bring College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Tomorrow night, of course, is uh, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly, and I am working on a fantastic guest for tomorrow. So if it gets locked down, you will not want to miss it, and you will want to download it. I promise you that. Wednesday night, uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, we got the head coach from the Grand Canyon University Lopes, who started their season, Paul. They started their season Friday night with an inter-squad scrimmage, scored 11 goals, black beat white 7-4. to four. Uh, They played the entire game, Paul. I don't know if you saw the pictures yet, but they played the entire game. All of, the, <laughs> all of their guys wore masks underneath their hockey masks. I am dying to find out what Danny Roy's thoughts were and what the players' thoughts were on how they were able to breathe uh, going 100 miles an hour on the ice with a mask on. But anyway, we will find that out Wednesday night. So, for Roger Klein and the Peacemakers, we'll take us away with a little De Niro. We'll say goodnight. Good night, everybody.